All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin, begin by thanking all of our sponsors for our shit this morning, our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of ER, Stephen Terry Zinn, in honor of their grandson, Matan Shual Aaron. We hope that on the merit of our Talmud Torah, young men will grow to be an incredible Ben Torah, Meve Esim Shonim Tovos. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Haley and Ari Lichterman, for dedicating this shiurim this week. In memory of Haley's mother, Rachel Leah Bas Ruvain Mayor Zichron of Rachel, to thank our Dathyomi sponsors for today, Bernard and Varda Birnbaum, information of the year site of Bernard's grandmother, Mrs. Molly Shafman, Miriam Bas Israel Pinchas. We hope that in the merits of our Talmud Torah, the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. With that, let us, let us begin. A lot to do today. Actually, really not so much to do today. A little bit of a, a fascinating, a very fascinating that. So we'll say we are picking up. Today's daf is Chavtas, 29. We are picking up on Chavtas and Lebeis, 28b. And we are picking up Rabbi Yishmael. This is where we left off. Three lines up from the bottom. So we'll say, remember again, just to reference our conversation back on Chavtas Amadalif. So our sugya, our sugya at the bottom of Chavtas 28a began with the following. The Pasik by Sota says, Nitma'a, 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 three times. Rabbi Akiva Darshan wanted to teach us that the Sota is prohibited to her husband, Baal. Second, Sota is prohibited to Boel, adulterer. Third, Sota is prohibited to consume Truma. Truma. Fine. That was Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmuel then made a Kavachomer. What was Rabbi Shmuel's Kavachomer? Rabbi Shmuel said, a Grusha, right, a divorcee, which would be the case of a Baskoin who married Israel. Then she gets divorced from her husband with no children. She can go back to her father's home and eat truma. So a grusha who's permitted to eat truma, but yet is prohibited to marry into the kahuna. So so to again, this sota who is prohibited to eat truma certainly can't marry into the kahuna. Okay. Now we'll say now, let's pick up with our Gemara. Rabbi Shmuel, I'm Rabbi Akiva Truma. Rabbi Shmuel, I don't say, what are you talking about? Rabbi Akiva is talking about the prohibition of a sota to eat truma. And why do you respond with a discussion about her marrying into the kahuna? To which the Gemara says, So first, that's question number one. Rabbi Shema, I don't understand, Rabbi, again, we're talking about a different topic. Rabbi Kiva's talking about truma consumption, and suddenly you brought up a kavachomer about marrying into the kahuna. That's, I don't understand, I don't understand what you're responding to. Furthermore, Vesu, Rabbi Akiva kahuna minalev. Where does Rabbi Akiva learn that a Kohen, sorry, that a Sota is not allowed to marry a Kohen? Well, so by the way, what's the case of a Sota marrying a Kohen? Ruben is married to Rachel, warns her not to be alone with Shimon. She violates the warning. They're going up to the base They're on the way. All the way to the base Ruben dies. Ruben dies. So now, so now Rabbi Shmuel was saying that Halacha Lameisa, so Rachel can't marry a Kohen. Now remember, under normal circumstances, would she be able to marry a Kohen? Yes, why? She is a Amana, right? That's fine, except for a Kohen Gadol. But she can marry a regular Kohen. Now this is she, she can't even marry a Kohen. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva, from where do you learn that she can't marry a Kohen? So maybe you'll say, Rabbi Akiva says, you don't need a Pasuk to teach you that a Sota can't marry a Kohen. That's Abi's type of Chavtes. Shari Asaba Safek Zona Kizona. We'll say, remember again, essentially, a sota is treated like a zona. It's treated like a zona. A zona is not permitted to go ahead and marry a Kohen. Take a, take a look 
Actually, before we go on, if that's the case, if that's the case, that according to Rabbi Akiva, it's obvious that a sota can't marry a coin because a sota is a zona, and a coin is not permitted to marry a zona. Then the truth is, you shouldn't need a pasuk for truma either. Why? Because it was the same thing with truma. Because at the end, there was a, you know, the, the whole chap, remember again, the whole chap of sota is asaba sofik kivadai. Right, that's the chap. Remember again, we don't know if this, what the Sota did or what she didn't. But the whole way that the Torah treats her status, although she's a Suffolk, the Torah treats her as a Vadai. The Torah treats her as someone who has definitively gone ahead and committed adultery. So if you're not going to need a Pasuk to teach you that she can't marry a going, then the truth is you shouldn't need a Pasuk to what? To teach you that she can't be Truma. In other words, both of those things should be equally prohibited. Fine. To which the Gemara says, to it, by the way, the, fine, the Rashi is right after the end of the Rashi. El Rabbi Akiva, our boy Kroik Sivir. Let's listen to this. It's very interesting. According to Rabbi Akiva, there are in fact four psukim available for darshaning. Now, what are the four psukim? I will say, now look at Rashi for just a moment. El Rabbi Akiva, our boy Kroik Sivir, Yiseri Beis Nitma, the Chad Vinitma. So I will say, so remember again, now watch this. According to Rabbi Akiva, there are, there are, there are, remember, the Torah says nitma'ah three times. Two times it's nitma'ah, one time it is vinitma'ah. If you dash in vavs, if you dash in vavs, that gives you four drushes, right? Each nitma'ah is like two, I'm sorry, it's like one. Vinitma'ah, the vav is one, and nitma'ah is one. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva ultimately has four, or four phrases, four nitma'ahs available for drushes. What is the other one then for? Well, so here we go. Chalabal, one to teach that the soul is prohibited to her husband. Chalabal, one to teach that she is prohibited to the adulterer. Vechad lekahuna, one to teach me that she is asura to the kahuna. Vechad lechuma, and one to teach me that she is asura to truma. Incredible, asura to truma. Fine. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel will say, Tlasa Kraiksidi. Rabbi Shmuel on the other hand will say, now, we'll say, here, here we go. Now we're going to explain the exchange. Rabbi Shmuel says, in reality, there's only three nitmas. Rabbi Shmuel doesn't darshan vavs. So there's three nitmas in the parish of Sota. Chad Labal, one to teach that she's Asura to her husband. The Chad Labal, one to the adulterer. The Chad Truma. And one for Truma. Ukahuna Asya Bekavachomer. Ah, that was this. And how I get it. Okay. And Rabbi Shmuel learns out the Isra of Kahuna from a Kavachomer. Both sides. That's what Rabbi Shmuel was saying on Ahmed Aleph, right? That's what Rabbi Shmuel was saying when Rabbi Shmuel said, Grusha, Grusha, who is permitted to go ahead and eat truma, yet is permitted to the kahuna. So Sota, who's not permitted to eat truma, clearly is not permitted to the kahuna. That's what Rabbi Shmuel was saying back to Rabbi Akiva. So I'm say, let's go back now. So now what we have is as follows. The Machlokis Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel is not really machlokis and halacha. Rebbe said, I just want to be clear. Everyone is agreeing on the same four things, which is a sota is prohibited to her husband, Baal, the adulterer, Boel, to consume truma and to marry a coin. Everyone agrees on those four things. The machlokis is how you learn it out. Rabbi Akiva darshan's vavs. Therefore, he has four nitmas. Therefore, again, one for Baal, one for Boal, one for Truma, one for Kohen. Rabbi Shmuel doesn't darshan involves. Therefore, what? He only has three nitmas. What does he use his three nitmas for? Baal, 
Boel, Truma, and Kuhuna, he learns out from a Kalva Chomer. Right? Incredible. Incredible. Rabbi Shmuel, we might get from the Truma or Kuhuna Asib Kalva Chomer. So Gemara asks Rabbi Shmuel, how do you know, how do you know that ultimately, again, the Pasuk is used to exclude Truma, that she can't eat Truma, and, kuhuna, and, the, and her issue to the Kuhuna is learned out from a Kalva Chomer. Dilma, ki itzterich lekahuna, maybe the Pasuk is used for kahuna utshuma sharia, and maybe truma should be permitted. Or maybe she's muteres to eat truma. Amr lecha, Shabbi will say, mistabra dumya debal uboel. So Rabbi will say, it makes sense that the third thing, because remember there are three nitmas, it makes sense that the third thing should be something which resembles the previous two. Namely what? Just like the prohibition ultimately on the husband and the adulterer, ultimately again is when they are alive. So too, ultimately what? So too, truma is also something that applies ultimately again during lifetime. Remember again, the Isra for her to marry a Kohen only applies when? Only applies when? When the husband is alive, right? Lamaisa again. Lamaisa. I'm sorry. Lafuke misa. Lafuke misa. Kuna to la misa. The prohibition for her to marry a kohen is obviously only once her husband is dead, right? So because lamaisa again, her husband's alive, she can't marry. She can't marry anyone else. So just like the first two prohibitions apply during the lifetime of the husband, the third prohibition should also be something that applies during the lifetime of the husband, which would be truma, because the prohibition to marry into the kuna obviously only applies after the husband is dead. Okay, incredible. Incredible. Good. So the Gemara says this, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva will say, Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold that the third thing has to be something that resembles the previous two. Vinami, furthermore, he could say, no, he would agree to that idea. So we have this concept that even sometimes something which could have been learned out from a Kabachomer, still the Torah will go out of its way to learn it out through a Pasuk. Fine. So I'll say, so bottom line, bottom line is, Halacha Lamaisa, everyone is agreeing on the four prohibitions of a Sota. Baal, Boel, Truma, Kuhuna. Right? The Machlokas just is how you learn it out. Rabbi Akiva, Darshaning Vavs, he effectively has four Venitmas. Rabbi Yishmael doesn't Darshan Vavs, only has three Nitmas and has to learn out the Yisr Kuhuna from a Kav HaChomer. Incredible. Om Rav Gidol Om Rav, Dover Shiyesh Bo Das Lishal, Ve'in Bo Das, I'm sorry, Om Rav Gidol Om Rav, Dover Shiyesh Bo Das Lishal, Ve'in Bo Das Lishal, Mehai Kronafka, so we'll say, so remember again, look, now we're going back a little bit. If you remember again, one of the major things we walked away from yesterday's daf with was this concept of a paradigm for Tumah. And what's the paradigm? The only time that a suffix tuma is tame is when when it has the ability ultimately again to converse, to be asked about the circumstances. Namely, in other words, that's another way of saying that the concept of suffix tuma only applies to people. People. In other words, we'll say any suffix tuma you will have by inanimate objects is always resolved leniently, always resolved the kula. The only time that a suffix tuma has the ability to become tummy. Now, obviously, you, you need another. You need another criteria. What's the other criteria? What's the other criteria? 
ultimately Rishat Sayyid, Rishat Sayyid, right? But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, the only time that Yeshbo Das Lishal ultimately again has Halacha Lamaisa has is is suffix is suffix is in a situation of Yeshbo Das Lishal, a person, a person. So the Gemara says, one second, are we learning this out from Sota? Is Sota the Makar for this? The Gemara says, here we go. So the Gemara says, Amrav Gila Warab, Darvishishu Das Lishal, Ve'en Bo Das Lishal, Mehaikra Nafka, did we learn that from Sota? Ve'abasar, Asher Yiga Bechol Tamei Lo Yochal. So we'll say, I thought we learned that from the Vibos, listen to this. Ve'abasar, Asher Yiga Bechol Tamei Lo Yochal. We'll say, so if you have sacrificial meat, a sacrificial meat, that went ahead and touched something Tamei, you can't eat it, right? The sacrificial, okay, the straightforward pasuk, right? Basar, sacrificial meat, kodesh meat, that comes in contact with something that is tamay, cannot be consumed. They're both saying, now, what do you learn from here? So you learn from here, it's only if you know that the sacrificial meat definitely touched something tamay. Ha-safek tamay, v'safek tar, yochal. B'yet, they say, what? Something that is safek, right? If the sacrificial meat potentially touched something that was tummy. In other words, we'll say, it's one of two cases. Either maybe it did or maybe it didn't touch something that was tummy, or maybe it, touch, it touched something, but you're not sure if that item is suffix tummy, suffix tar. Either way, if it's only a suffix, whether or not the sacrificial meat came in contact with something tummy, ultimately, again, it's tar. You're permitted to eat it. Yeah, I will say, look at the safe. Look at the end of that pasuk. V'habasar, Kol tahar yochal. Yet I will say, the Pasuk says, the basar of a carbon, kol tahar, if it's tar, you're permitted to eat it. What do you see from there? Vaday tar hu yochal. I can infer from that, it's only if it's definitively tar that you have the ability to eat it. Yochal basar, has safek tamay. But it sounds like over there from the second part of the Pasuk, that if it's safek, you will not be permitted to eat it. So the Gemara says, v'safek tar lo yochal. I love Shmamina. So I'll say, what do you have to say? Shmamina, can she yesh bodasli shal, can she in bodasli shal. I'll say, mostly at the Pasuk is talking about two different cases. One case is talking about a situation of yesh bodasli shal, where there is a person involved. And because there's a person involved, therefore, again, I'll say, a suffix tumah, when there's yesh bodasli shal, will be dealt with stringently. Masha'inke, when it's in Bodas Lishal, just a piece of meat, just a piece of meat, not a person involved, that will be resolved leniently. So I will say, so the point over here is, it sounds like we learn out the concept of Yesh Bodas Lishal, in Bodas Lishal, from this Pasuk about Karbanos, not from Sota. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara essentially answers, it's both. It's both. We learn out the concept from both, because learning it out from one without the other would open, on, uh, would open us up to certain questions. I have to learn out the concept of from carbon, that's Rav Gidl, and I have to learn from Sota. Why don't you both watch this? Because if it would have just been from Rav, namely the case of carbon, listen to this. I would have thought, I would have thought from a case of carbon, if you notice, by the way, the carbon case makes no distinction between where the suffix arose, right? So from the carbon case, I would have thought that if it's yesh bodas lishal, yesh bodas lishal, that it's tame, it's tame, whether the suffix was in rishos hayochid 
or Rishos Harabim. Therefore, it's Tirich Lenigmar Me Soda. Therefore, I need Soda. Because we'll say, what does Soda teach me? Soda teaches me that the only time that in Bodas, sorry, Yesh Bodas Lishal, Suffolk Tame, is when? When it's in Rishos Yachid. That's what Sota adds to the picture. Vim is Sota, and if I just learned that from Sota, Havamina Adiika Das Nogea Umagia. That both say is interesting. In the case of Sota, there is Yeshbo Das Lishal. And is Yeshbo Das Lishal on whose part? Right? By who? By all of the parties involved. So from Sota, I might have thought that Yeshbo Das Lishal means all the parties involved ultimately again have Das. But if only one of the parties, right? So therefore I will say, but again, what does Karban teach me? Karban teaches me that no, all you need is what? One of the parties involved ultimately to have Dasli Shal. So I will say, if we bring this all together, the principle, the principle that we established yesterday remains unchanged. I will say, one of the most important principles in Tumah. Suffolk Tumah, Suffolk Tumah. I will say, you have a case of doubtful Tumah. How do you resolve a case of Suffolk Tumah? So there are two things I'm looking for. I will say, what am I looking for? What am I looking for? Das Lishal and geography. Right? Das Lishal and geography. Those are the two things that play a role. So I will say, so first of all, again, if the Suffolk Tumah occurs in Rishasarabim, then no matter what, Tar. Right? So anytime you have a Suffolk Tumah, Rishasarabim is always going to be Tar. The only question that comes up is a Suffolk Tumah in a private setting, in a private domain, in Rosh How do you deal with that? Then it comes down to one simple criteria. Yesh bodas lishal, ain bodas lishal. Are there people involved in this? If it's a suffix tumor regarding people in Rosh Hashanah, tameh. If it's a suffix tumor regarding inanimate objects, which is another way of saying ain bodas lishal, you can't ask them what happened, then ultimately again, it will be tahar. What's the source for this? It turns out that there's really two sources for this. One of them is soda, and the second one is carbonos. And the truth is, I kind of need them both. And really what's interesting is, I need them both because if I was just throwing out from soda, I might have thought that yesh bodas dishal means everyone involved, right? Everyone involved has das. Kamash mulan from carbon, I don't need everyone involved. I just need what? one of the parties involved to have das. Incredible. And I will say, so this is a really, really, really important principle in the halachos of Tomo. Good, let's go weiter. So I will say, so remember again, that day, that day that they opened up the base medrash, Rabbi Akiva darshan about a klicharis. So I will say, remember again, what was Rabbi Akiva's drasha? So what's Rabbi Akiva's drasha was about the following situation. I'll read you from the Mishnah. yitma. Here was Rabbi Akiva's drasha. Here you go. You have, imagine for a moment, you have an earthenware oven. Good. Right? In that oven, there is a loaf of bread that is baking. A dead sheretz falls into that oven. Or a piece of a mace falls into whatever. It doesn't matter. What's the What's the Oven becomes a rishon. Right, first, first degree tumah. Oven then makes the loaf of bread a shame. Second degree tumah. Rabbi Akiva dashed that ultimately what? The bread has the ability, if it comes in contact with something else, to go ahead and make the something else a shlishi. That is what Rabbi Akiva dashed. Now, now, where did Rabbi Akiva, Akiva dashed from? Now, Rabbi Akiva dashed from? 
you have something tummy that falls into an earthenware vessel. In this case, it's the oven. Everything in it, yitma. Rabbi said, what does yitma mean? Yitma, Rabbi Kibbutz means can convey tama. Not only does itself become tame, but can convey tama. Limei al kikar sheni shiasa Therefore, again, the loaf, which becomes a sheni, ultimately, again, then can make a shlishi. That's the Joshua Rabbi Akiva. Now, both sides. The second part to this is, Rabbi Yeshua says, Oh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, if only you were here to see this, because you said, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, you said that a future generation will make a shlishi tahar. Why? Because there is no pasach to teach you about a shlishi. Okay? That, 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 that's the story of the Mishnah. Let's go to the Gemara now. Here we go. So I don't understand. If there is no Pasuk that says that a Shlishi is Tame, right? If there's no Makar, if there's no Makar, if there's no source, that ultimately, again, that that a Shani can make a Shlishi, then why are we inventing new categories of Tula? Right? I was about to say, the Mishnah itself is strange. Because Rabbi Akiva is darshaning a pasuk, and then Rabbi Yoshua came along and said, "Oh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, if only you were here to see this." Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, your entire career, you said that one day people are going to mistakenly think that a shlishi is tahar because there is no pasuk in the Torah which supports the category of shlishi. So Mar says, "Anten, if there's no pasuk in the Torah to support the category of shlishi, then why do we say?" That Shlishi is Tame. Why are we inventing new categories of Tumah that are not necessary? Because Shlishi is one of these things that you're right, there's not a Pasuk, although Rabbi Gibson is being a Pasuk, there's not a Pasuk that ultimately supports the concept of Shlishi, but you can arrive at the concept of Shlishi from Kavachomer. How so? Listen to this. It's very exciting. Tumun Tara, Tumun Tara doesn't get enough, it doesn't get enough credit. Tumun Tara is ridiculously exciting. So let's listen to this, listen to this. We'll say, so we'll say, what, why is Tumun Tara exciting? I'm going to tell you why too, because it sounds like some of you are convincing. And I'll say, Tumun Tara, because you know, you, you know what the entire discussion of Tumun Tara teaches you? That something that is Tomei could be made Tahar. I'll say, what more invigorating statement is there in life? That something that is impure could be rectified and made pure. That, that statement by itself makes me the happiest man in the world. Because at any given moment in life, I am ridiculously tummy. And the fact that no matter how tummy I become, I could be made tar, that's the best news in the world. So give me tumantara all day, every day. I'll be the happiest man. Because that, that's what we're learning. Anything that's tummy could be made tar. That statement, that, that's, a, that's a bumper sticker. Ain't anything that is tummy can be made tar. Ain simcha gidola mizov. With that, let's dive back in with renewed excitement and energy. Let's say, here we go. Matvoyom. Matvoyom. So let's say, who's it Tvoyom? Who's it Tvoyom? Tvoyom is the guy who went to the mikvah and is waiting for Herav Shemesh. Remember again, so he's gone to the mikvah, but he's not going to be tar until nightfall. Now, I just want to point out, sometimes with the tvul yom, even nightfall is not enough, because you could have a type of tumah that also requires karbanos. So you could be a tvul yom who is mechusar kipurim. 
right? Which means, again, you're missing nightfall, but you're also missing the offering of your kabbalah. But okay, let's say you want to step at a time. Here we go. That we'll say, Tfulyum after he goes to the mikvah. Right? He goes to the mikvah. It's, it's Thursday. He goes to the mikvah at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, which is fine. He starts to wait for nightfall to become totally tar. So he could yichulin, yet posel betruma. Now we'll say, now remember again, posel truma means if that tvulyom touches truma, right, he renders that truma unfit. I will say, what I want to point out is, there's, there's two different lashanas here, a lot, a lot to do. Shouldn't have gone so long, you know, Chobz, Lord, Lord, Lord. So we'll say, now listen to this. Listen to this. Too much, too much to do, too little time. So we'll say, now listen to this. There's a lashan of posel and a lashan of tame. When something becomes tame, tame usually means you are tame and have the ability to convey tuma. Pasal means you're tame, but it's a dead end. You, you, you cannot convey any more tuma. If a tvul yom touches truma, he makes truma tame, but he can't convey tuma. That's why the lashon over here is tvul yom, shemut b'chulin, posal b'truma. Pasal. Right? Kikar sheni, we'll say yet, well, kikar sheni, remember again, what's a kikar sheni? That's like our case that we had in the Mishnah. Right? You have a loaf of bread baking in an oven, sheretz falls into the oven, oven becomes a rishon, bread becomes a sheni. That's called the kikar sheni. Kikar sheni, shepasal b'chulin, ultimately has the ability to make chulin, right? To, to go ahead and negatively impact chulin, should certainly be able to make a shlishi in truma. So that's the Kabbalah Rabbi say, a tful yom who's permitted to go ahead and eat chulin, yet connect, could go ahead and pasal truma. So therefore, again, a kikar sheni, right? A second degree truma loaf, which I will say has the ability to negatively impact chulin should certainly make a shlishi by truma. That's the Kavah Homer. We'll say that's the Kavah Homer to make the case for a shlishi. For a shlishi, Ikel Mifrach, I could ask a on that. Malut Yom Shekin Avatuma. So I will say, here's the difference. The Tvul Yom himself, Tvul Yom himself, was an Avatuma, right? He was the very source of Tuma, right? So ultimately, again, therefore I will say, as opposed to the Kikar, where the kikar is only a shame, right? The kikar itself is only secondary tumah. I will say, who's the tful yom? The tful yom is the guy who contracted tumah directly from the source. That's what it means when it says that he's an av. So his power should be stronger ultimately again than a kikar. That's a shame. So you're right. Nora says, you're right. TC, TC, Amadeus, TC mitful yom besheretz. So I will say, I can bring this up from the case of a tful yom of sheretz. So I will say, ultimately again, so I will say, a tvulyom of a sheretz is, is not a case of an avatoma. I will say, a person who contracts tumas sheretz is not a case of an av. So this case will be a guy with tvulyom who's not an av, but malat tvulyom, the sheretz shekim, but me no avatoma. So I will say, but yet again, you're right. But Lamaisa, even in a case of tvulyom, the sheretz, I will say what we'll say is bimi no. I will say by the way, Rashi's on both sides of this page. You know you're in trouble when Rashi's on both sides of the page. I will say take a look at Rashi on the right side of the page, right across. First of all, take a look at Rashi. Tfulyom b'sheretz, Adam shenaga b'sheretz rishon l'tuma. I will say if a person touches a sheretz, he becomes a rishon, right? Velo av hatuma, and he's not an av. So I will say so maybe the case that we're talking about over here is a case of a tfulyom from tumas sheretz. Because in that case, Rabbi Osei, he's not an av. He's not an av. Rabbi Osei, see, generally, let's say, for example, a person touches a corpse. A person touches a corpse, he becomes an avatoma. 
Anavatoma. But so therefore, you know, we're saying you can't make a kavachomer between a tvul yom and a kikar sheni because essentially a kikar sheni is considered to be derivative toma versus a person who's considered to be primary toma. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. So let's bring down the case of tvul yom b'sharetz because when a person touches the sharetz of osai, he's not an av. He's not an av. He starts off ultimately again as a rishon. That's also derivative tuma. And yet, despite that, despite that, he won't impact Hulan, but does impact Truma. To which the Gemara says, still, Malut Vulyom, the Sharat Shikim Amino Avatoma, was a Tilgirashi, Shikin Yeshu Amino Avatoma, Im Hayonagia, Klize, O Adam Zebemes, Nasa Avutamelar. We'll see, you're right. In this particular case, in this particular case, so the guy in question only touched the Sharats. But a person is capable of becoming an Avatoma. Person is capable. They both say this stands in contradistinction to food items which are never capable of becoming an avatoma. It's actually a very important distinction. They both say if you take a loaf of bread and put it on top of a dead body, right? What is that loaf of bread, right? So that well, let's take a step back. If a person touches a corpse, they both say what is he? What is he? An avatoma. It's very important. A corpse is avi avosatoma, right? The, the the mothership, the mothership of toma. You touch a corpse. Ultimately, again, you're an av. You're an avatoma. You're an avatoma. They will say, if you go ahead and you place a loaf on top of a corpse, that loaf is not an av. That's what Rashi says over here. He says, So we'll say, ultimately, again, food, food items can never become an av. So therefore, I will say, what you might suggest suggesting over here is the Kavachomer is flawed. Kavachomer is flawed. Why is Kavachomer flawed? You can't make a Kavachomer between people and food items. Because a person is capable of becoming an Av when a food item is never capable of becoming an Av. Fine. To which the Gemara says, Malik licheres, shekein ma'aviro metame. So we'll say, so ultimately, but on the other hand, klicheres is also different. Why? Because klicheres has the ability to become tame even without contact. How? Through airspace. Through airspace. To which the Gemara says, Tful yom yochiach. But Tful yom has its own chumrah. So, we'll say, so we're, now we're locked in a little bit of a cycle. So what do we see from the cycle? Of so rather we say, the Chazra and Dinnis can keep going in circles. Lora In reality, in reality, ultimately again, these items are very dissimilar. So what is the Tzad What is the common denominator? Shemutarin b'chulin. Ultimately again, they are permitted ultimately in chulin. Uposlin b'truma, but ultimately again invalidate truma. Koshikin kikar sheni sheposa b'chulin the posa b'truma. So let's say all the more so, all the more so. So both Adam and Caleb, right? Ultimately, the common denominator is that they are muter b'chulin and pasal truma. All the more so kikar sheni, a second degree tuma loaf, which is pasal b'chulin, which is posa alors not pasal b'chulin, a pasal b'chulin. Ultimately, again, it should pass through truma. Okay, so the Gemara says, so I'll say, so b- bottom line, bottom line, remember again, let's just keep track of what we're doing over here. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva advanced the argument that a Kikar Shani has the ability to make a Shlishi. Fine. I'll say, all the Gemara is saying over here, and then, the, and then the Mishnah said, that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai said, ultimately, future generations will come to be Metahar a Shlishi. Why? Why? Because Halach said, there's no Pasuk. Remember again, the Gemara says, well, if there's no Pasuk, 
then why would a shani loaf make something yeshlishi? To which the Gemara answered, it was a kabachomer. And the Bible saying, now we have the kabachomer. Or it really was a tzara shomer. It was the kabachomer. Fine. Vidar sha'achar parach, vidar achar. So I'm going to say, now Rabbi Yochanan ben Zana said, a future generation would try to be metara shlishi. Why? What would be the future generation? What would they say? Vidar achar parach, ma'la tzara shava shabahen. Maybe the common denominator between tvul yom and klicheres is shikin yish point sad chomer. Rabbi said, both of them what? Both of them have a unique chumrah. And that's the pircha. So in other words, you can't make a kav chomer that includes tvul yom and klicheres and extrapolate to kikarshini, because both tvul yom and klicheres have their own unique chumras, which prevent them from serving as a paradigm to anything else. And therefore, a future generation would say, the kav chomer is flawed, and therefore what? A shini should not be able to make something a shlishi. So Tanya, I'm Rabbi Yossi. So we'll say, so therefore, again, that's what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was afraid of. But essentially, remember, what Rabbi Akiva did was something amazing. Rabbi Yossi, what did Rabbi Akiva effectively do? Rabbi Akiva said, guys, it's not a kalvachomer. It's a pasuk. It's a pasuk. The ability for a shini to make something a shlishi is a pasuk. What's the pasuk? I'm going to say, it's the pasuk you mentioned in the Mishnah. The pasuk was, Uklicheres ashayipo mehem el tocho kol Hashem besocho yitma. Again, that which is in the oven, in the klicheres, i.e. the loaf of bread, which is a sheni, yitma, has the ability to make something else tamay. So Rabbi Akiva removed the whole thing from a discussion about a kavachomer and ultimately made it into a pasuk. Incredible. So Tanya, I'm Rabbi Yossi, minayim the Rabbi B'Kodesh Shaposel, Shaposel, Rabbi how do we know that a Rabbi B'Kodesh? Rabbi now watch this. There's another principle. The other principle is, the holier something is, the more sensitive it is to tumah. So for example, Rabbi Osai, <clears throat> in general, in general, shlishi is going to be like the last level of tumah one could, an item could reach. In other words, once you become, once you become a shlishi, what's your status? What's your status? Puzzle. Puzzle, right? In other words, you yourself are tame. when I say you're something about an object. Object is tame, but the mindset can't convey too much anything else, with one exception. Kodesh. Let's say Kodesh are sacrificial items. Kodesh could be, even become a revi'i. Minayin the revi'i, but Kodesh apostle. Let's say, how do I know that something could become a revi'i in Kodesh, but the revi'i itself is possible. Or it could become a revi'i, but from a revi'i you can't make anything else tame. V'dinu, ma'amachosr kippurim shemotr b'trumah, is the guy who, remember, again, went to the mikvah, right? Even had hair of Shemesh, but still has to bring Karbanos in order to fully affect his Torah. Right, I will say again, this could be, this could be, Rashi says over here, this is, for example, Zav, Zava, Yoledes, Mitzora. All of these cases require, require Karbanos. So watch this. So watch this. He's permitted to eat truma, puzzle, but kodesh, yet he's not allowed to eat kabanos, and if he does so, he can make them unfit. Shlishi she puzzle truma, a shlishi which makes truma unfit. Could certainly make a revi in kodesh. That's the kabachomer. It turns out that we learn out a shlishi for kodesh, minatora. That's the concept of Rabbi Akiva. Or revi'i mi kavachomer. And the revi'i is learned that from the kavachomer as we just mentioned before. Shlishi l'kodesh min atara min alam. We will say, from where do we know a shlishi when it comes to kodesh? Dechsev v'habasar asher yiga b'chaltamei lo yochal. The Pasuk says that meat, 
right? Sacrificial meat, which will touch anything tame, should not be consumed. What are we talking about? Milo Bashini. Are we not talking about where the sacrificial meat touched the shani? And yet the Torah says you can't eat it. They both say if sacrificial meat touches a shani, what does the sacrificial meat become? It becomes a shlishi. And yet the Torah says you can't eat it. So that's a pasuk that teaches me about the concept of shlishi by kodesh. Revi'i mekavachomer. Where do I learn out of revi'i from kavachomer? That's kidam. And also that's kavachomer just made before. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Tam beribi eni odeah. I don't know the reason of Rabbi Yossi. Mach sedigimars eni odeah mahu. Shayit shuvaso bitzido. Because ultimately, again, lemaisa, lemaisa, the stira or the contradiction or the refutation is right by itself. We'll say, you know what? We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up on this. We'll say, I promise you, this is all going to come together because we're also in tomorrow's year, we're going to do an incredible Rambam, right? And the Rambam ultimately, again, actually codifies all of these categories in a very clear and succinct way. But remember, again, what we have, well, at least we have from our Mishnah, from our Mishnah, at least we have what it is that we need. That Allah, again, Rabbi Akiva came along and introduced us to the concept that a Shemi can make a Shlishi Min HaTorah. That's the part that we've established. Once we started down that road, then everything flows from there. And we'll say, Shkoyach. All right, Chavron Zoom, have a great day, everyone.